Hey, Sean. Hey, Bill. What did the note Van Gogh's mistress received on January 1st say? Oh, my gosh. You're turning the tables on me. I'm turning the tables. What did, what, 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 did, what did that note say? The note that Van Gogh's mistress received mistress on January 1st. On January 1st. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you steal my thunder. Okay. Well, on, that, on that, here we go. Pretty good. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and that is a, that is a Bill Guthrie original. Is I, it really? I thought I should. I, I love I, that. I don't know if I should publish that or what, but I've had that joke for years. <laughs> Happy New Year, because you know people are like, I don't get it. Like that's okay. You need to move on then, because you know. <laughs> or I, I thought you it was know, clever. Go open up a book of an art book. Or an something. art book, and you know, see what see what happened to this poor man <laughs> who never sold a painting in his life. Yeah. Well, so I guess I. Should we do introductions now since I seem to always distract you? I'm so sorry. What? You're yeah. distracting me? I, distra- I seem like you're like, I guess the we should do The only thing I'm inter- distracted inter- by right now is that there's a bottle of wine that's not open right well, in front of us. <clears throat> Instead of, you know, who needs water? <laughs> this is January f- uh, 30, uh, December 31st. January 1st is tomorrow. And I thought, why not start a little with a little bubbly early? So I'm going to open this live, so we to speak, wacky, on the air. by We're, the way. This makes us wackier. Uh-huh. Wacky and, and, and more creative. So I'm going to pour this up. Uh, this is like a Julia Child moment. I'm pouring it <laughs> as we record. You Here hear we the go. oh, the bubbles are bubbling. Oh yeah, I don't want to overflow. And might, okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to top that off. What is this rare vintage that we're having out oh, of this plastic too, it's bottle right too, now? It's it actually is a glass bottle. <laughs> oh, is it glass? It, but it, most of them are plastic. But this is it's called um, Brut Cuvée, California sparkling. It's, it's a cross between a wine and a Champagne, and I need to top yours off because I don't mean to be getting more than than you. So, what we're going to do, we're going to toast our tenth episode. Yay. So, Sean, cheers! Cheers! You know, to a fun, fun, fun ride. Number ten, number wacky ten. Poem live. Thank number you 10. all for being here, and if you've listened to all nine before and you're here for ten, yippee! Yeah, we go. Congratulations! <laughs> we'll send you something. Give you a what? big oaky yeah. Oh, or a big Yankee dime. <laughs> when I see you, you for those of you who, know, who know what, knows what that is, I found out the hard way as a, as a kid. I went to retrieve something and got a Yankee dime on my cheek. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're at episode 10, Wacky Poem Life, and you're listening, and you can listen to this anywhere that you uh, listen to podcasts, and please leave us a, a message, a comment, a review. We, we'd love that. Yeah, and we did yeah. give away. I know I said I think it was like two episodes ago, Bill, um, that if you would share our our uh, podcast and then you'd show us that you shared it somehow, and we'd give you a gift. Cool. And right. I am giving away. We did give away our first gift oh, to okay. uh, someone who shared on Instagram and Twitter, oh, cool. and she's one of our our greatest fans, Verla Fletcher, here in the Verla town of Fletcher. Locust well, Grove. Well, thank you, Verla. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll keep we'll keep spreading this around till it's going to be viral uh-huh. in no time. <laughs> yeah. The, the the poet the poetic word. Yeah. Yes. So here on Wacky Poem Life, we take a poem, a piece of writing, a sentence, anything that someone has written who has been in the rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry and been inspired to write something and leave it on a post-it note, magnet, um, just written it on the wall, wherever. Yeah, it's very spontaneous, and it's what I like about it. I wonder if these are th- thought out or if they're just 
in the moment written down mm -hmm. that makes them even more interesting uh, the spontaneity that i feel some of these uh mm -hmm. poems have i just took a sip that's bubbly hope it is, I, it is I don't start burping it is bubbly and it, it, you know we'll just we'll just kind of i'll i'll Edit that out, or I will talk over that. I'll say, "Oh, that's that. That's the truck again coming by and buzzing okay. us." So the the poem today is about a pen. A pen. Pen. Uh, you want to read it, and then we'll talk about. I would be happy to read okay. this poem. What is a pen, if not a guide? Through pulsing veins of ink, it flows, showing us where to go, and taking us there. Through art in words and images, yes. A guide. Quite beautiful. Yes. Quite beautiful poem. Yeah. yeah. A pen, a P-E-N pen -E as a guide. A guide. Do, you know, I don't pronounce a lot of words correctly. I'm not really sure what it is. But is there a different pronunciation for pen, P-E-N, and P-I-N? Well, I'm from – I was raised in New Mexico, and I noticed that Oklahomans tend to say pen and pen. I would say okay. You pronounced them differently. No, just well, then. but but yeah. but but um, to me, to me, uh, uh, and I say pen, uh -huh. which is what I write with. I don't think I say pen. And pen, I say and I pen. say if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sharp item, I, it's a pen. So pen and pen. Okay. But I maybe that's the Western. <laughs> I noticed that I still have this Western dialect being from New Mexico, uh -huh. even though I get I get that Southern drawl occasionally. You know, got it going on. <laughs> you get it going My, on. You know. Uh, <laughs> not not pen that pen, bad, pen, but sometimes. Pen. But I was want, Sean. I have a question I wanted to ask you, and this is going to maybe put you on the spot because, to me personally, I love this poem. I'm on the spot right here. On the spot, to me, a pen is uh, not a guide. To me, to me, a, a personally, a pen is a portal. It's more of a portal in my mind, and I, I'm transported through these through a portal. What is a pen? To, as someone who loves writing and books and ephemera and poems and poetry and the written word, what is it? A pen is very precious to you, I would think. But what is a pen to you? What is a pen to Sean Perkins? You got very deep, very quick with it. And you know what? We didn't, we didn't even have time to metabolize any of this <clears throat> beverage. I should have. I should have saved that till we're able to metabolize and get the thought, thoughts flowing. So you don't necessarily see it as a guide. You see it as a portal. I do. I do. Be, be, okay, so how is it a portal? A portal, when someone writes something that they feel very, very passionately about, Edwin Teal, um, Emily Dickinson, um, Robert Frost, I feel like that I'm able to climb through this portal into what they're trying to portray to me. I climb through into their world. Oh, so the pen itself created the portal. The the, the pen is is, is um, creates is, is a tool to create a portal. I should be more clear. Okay, well, I'm just trying to imagine it in my head. Right. You know? And it's it is the kind of an exquisite instrument in my in my opinion because okay. it's to me a pen is organic. Mm -hmm. It's not mechanical. It's very organic, and it's an extension you can't of have thought. A mechanical pencil. Or pen, you can have a mechanical. You can have a mechanical pencil or pen, which I you know need to invent. <laughs> but that's I, I thought. I wonder what Sean thinks a pen is. Wow. You know, now this the is, word pen. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh you, you would have the definition, wouldn't you? <laughs> would. It comes from the Latin penna, meaning penna. a feather or plume, you know, because mm -hmm. that's what our first pens were made out Aren't of. Aren't they was lovely feathers. to look at when they were riding mm -hmm. with that, you know, lovely big mm -hmm. plume? Um, the plural of it, of penna, means wing. So it's all, you know, like bird feather type imagery. And so I guess. The the portal, I like that idea, but to me it also is something that lets your words take flight. Right. So it is, you know, it's very literally in the early days you were writing with a feather, with a feather. and ink, 
and um, and you were using the tool of the bird as your tool for humans. For humans, and 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 uh, the words did take flight often. I, I, that's quite a nice parallel association. Mm-hmm. There's something very poetic in that in that association. I also have another another ponderation that's kind of a, kind of deep, and I was thinking about this ponderation. Ponderation. That's where Haas that <laughs> and and little Pondernation. Joe and uh, uh, Adam lived. The ponderation. Adam. Uh, Adam was the normal one, right? Adam was the one with the black hat. He he, he rarely smiled. <laughs> oh, yeah. he wasn't the normal one. I'm thinking of Big Valley, I believe. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> lots of cowboys. Lots of cowboy references. And but, your your other ponderation was well, I, I I've. Everyone knows when we think of pin, I think of the term. The pin is mightier than the sword, uh-huh. and I've I um I thought that is I totally get that I totally understand that, but I think it is totally out of its element in today's era. So I my question is, and maybe you or the our listeners can can contribute. If the pin is mightier than the sword, is the keyboard mightier than the semi-automatic shotgun? <laughs> I just want to, I just you know what I mean because let's let's face it you know we're in different times now That's a if, great question If you've got Bill. a sword you're out of luck You're out of luck you might as well have just a a, a club a, a, be a caveman with a club these days So there I think that is the question uh, on this January 31st 2021 for 2022 <laughs> yeah. you know That needs to be a, a poem that needs to be an essay or a video. You know, you, I, I we will. I will take a picture of this. You, and we'll are put you it into on. TikTok, Bill? I I TikTok distracts me. I, you know, I, 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 I get I get looking at these I'm things. I'm way too old for it. But I, you know. I, oh well, and you know, I'm about six months younger than you are, so I think we're the same age. So, um, but that could be sitting on TikTok. But that's a great question. Well, good. I, you know, you, you get these juices flowing. You know, yeah. There were a lot of neat things that came out of the exhibit that this poem was in. Uh, this is from this is pretty old. It was from a 2014, 2013 exhibit. Yeah, 2013 on uh, pocket poetry. And so in the uh, museum at that time, there on the wall there were all these pockets hanging up, and a lot of them were just pockets that I tore off jeans I never wore. In fact, I think if you all go to wackypoemlife.com, you can see the 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 actual poem we're talking about and you can see it's attached to a pocket and i believe that's a pair of my uh, purple corduroy pants so uh, that's what that came from <laughs> so were these poems folded up and put inside of the pocket and to be discovered or? well most of the people what they the prompt was just to take something from your pocket and write a little poem about it and then if you can leave that thing in the pocket and attach the poem to the outside of the pocket okay. so right. that's what this person does because you can see in the picture that the pen is actually sitting inside the pocket. They're way over to the right. And then the poem was written on an orange post-it note and attached to the pocket. And so there were other poems. And and I have a picture of a whole bunch of the poems together that I can post, too, whenever we put this picture up. But there was one that was about Lent. So somebody wrote about the Lent that was in their pocket. Somebody had, I guess this was in a purse or a backpack they had, because it was a kind of a big stuffed bat. Right. And they left the bat in a pocket and wrote a poem about it. There was one about a dime. Um, Somebody wrote about their diabetes test strip, and and they left that inside. Interesting. So that's what this – this poem it, that was in that exhibit. Yeah. Sunglasses, too. I think somebody wrote a poem about their sunglasses. And you know what I like about this poem? What's that? I like the way they wrote the letter E 
I think that is the coolest thing. It's three horizontal lines. There's no vertical. Maybe I'm odd. I totally thought that was just such a cool thing. You have to look at it. This hand, You know, we talked a few episodes back about handwriting analysis. This is some yes. funky handwriting. Absolutely. All of the letters are a the little strange. The G's are wonderful. The E's yeah. are fantastic. You know? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Three horizontals and no vertical. Three horizontals. Vertical. I think that is, uh, there's something, that, that is that's very cool. A title, that's the title of a of a story or a novel, too. I, I think I think that is cool. I'm always seeing titles everywhere when we're talking. You know, Dolly Parton writes things down. She keeps a notebook. She writes things down because, you know, how many millions of songs that she written. That was a good thing to do. Have a Do you have a, a journal or notebook in every room that a thought enters your mind and you need to jot that down because they're fleeting sometimes? I have notebooks all over the place, and I keep thinking that I'm going to have one that I just carry with me so I can have all this stuff in one place, but I just I can't carry things around with me, so I've got stuff all over the place. Right. Right. Yeah. Written on napkins and Certainly. paper bags and receipts, you know, whenever it comes to you. I think napkins have created some of the most fantastic <laughs> artworks and, 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 and song lyrics in, that we've ever heard of. Uh, I really I do. I really I do. So. I think there was some restaurant somewhere that displayed – I remember seeing this on the internet somewhere – that they displayed – a lot of drawings that people had done on the napkins that they'd left in the Isn't restaurant. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, maybe they had a cup yeah. of coffee and some time to kill and blotted mm-hmm. their lipstick on the napkin and thought, I'm going to write this down while I'm waiting, waiting for this person yeah. or that person. Yeah. It just, your mind enters all kinds of scenarios. Artwork and poetry it can Art. be anywhere. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. We did, this exhibit is sort of in, inspired by something that happens in April every year. April is considered National Poetry Month. And during the month, the Academy of American Poets sponsors a poem in your pocket day. And so that's the day when you're supposed to select a poem or write one and fold it up and put it in your pocket and carry it with you all day. Take it out, read it every once in a while, read it to someone else. You're right. It's a very cool idea. Yeah. And, you know, uh, was April when when we had the Word Fest, Sean? Yes. Um, And that was, I don't know whether, you know, Joy Harjo was the, the guest one year. And the fact that we were able to stand in a circle in the in downtown mm-hmm. Locust Grove in a mm-hmm. loose circle and and read aloud her poem her poems and yeah. uh, was was kind of powerful and, and the fact that she was filming it while we were yeah. doing it I thought that was even more powerful I thought it was just very a very cool what do yeah. we call those things happenings in the sixties yeah. they called these things happenings <laughs> you know universe that just happened in the universe it was a very cool event yeah uh, Wonder City Word Fest is the festival we have here in Locust Grove at the museum every April and it started out as Romp Fest and it was just at the Poetry Museum but then we kind of expanded and we've had it in different places and so that was twenty nineteen Joy Joy Harjo was here and man did her did did her uh, did her star explode she, yeah. she skyrocketed yeah you know? just a few weeks after that she was named uh, the national poet laureate but we had her here in our, in our little town of 1400 people um and we stopped traffic we sure did we just walked out in the middle of main street and started reciting poetry and, said, and people just a, had to stop you find an alternate route <laughs> i mean a few motorcycles <laughs> went around us that's uh, true they were most little, people just little indignant those harley riders were a little indignant <laughs> they're not going to stop for no they're poetry, not but no, everybody not. else had to <laughs> right yeah. right so it, it was a pretty popular exhibit. I didn't know when I put it up because, you know, a lot of people, they have things in their pockets. They don't want to leave them <laughs> somewhere. But yeah. they managed to find little items that they could write about and they could leave. Yes. Yeah. You know, my mother w- w- told me when I was growing up, anything left in my pocket, 
uh, and got washed, she kept, which she kept a lot of change and the, the occasional $10 <laughs> bill, which which got me uh, to change my ways and check my pockets regularly. But that, that, that sort of changed that. But um, I was wanting to ask you, Sean, also about the, the art of, of, of writing and the pen. You know, the pen is a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have mentioned this in the past. I bought a box about 25 years ago at an antique store of vintage Christmas cards. And these days, people send texts and they send automated cards and so forth. But these cards had writing on the bottom of the card. You know, Uncle uh, Uncle John had surgery and wish you were here. And, and then it went on the side mm-hmm. and the back uh-huh. and in the folds. <laughs> and it was an entire letter inside of this Christmas card. And uh-huh. I, w- I would spend hours reading these cards <laughs> and going back, again, being tele- being uh, to a portal and being going back in time and revisiting, and it was actually to kind some of an art. Some strangers' life, yeah. You know, uh, w- w- you know, went to California, and John had surgery and so forth. But it was, um, I think that I don't see that anymore. Uh, I think sending cards is becoming more of a lost art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, just just writing things out in general. Writing things out. In that general. kind of sounds like what you're you're saying is my love of marginalia. You know, I love books. That was one of the first exhibits we had in the museum was. It was about the poetry of marginalia. Mm-hmm. And so it's just things that people write in books that are just personal notes. It's not even about the thing that's in the book. Yeah, <laughs> It's just things they write inside it, like song lyrics. Or um, <clears throat> one of, the, one of the, the books that was the main thing in the exhibit was this old English textbook from like 1930-something. And these two girls, you could just envision them. They were sitting in English class, and it was open to Macbeth. And they were just writing notes back to one another in the margins of the book. And mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with Macbeth uh, or uh, English. It was, a lot of it was about a dance that yeah. was coming up. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, I love marginalia. And there's a wonderful Billy Collins poem about that, too. I know that NPR has a great program called Invisibilia. Yeah. Is marginalia copyrighted? I don't know. Oh, well, you should try to copyright that. What a cool name and what a cool definition. You know, oh, yeah. marginalia. Oh, yeah. I it's think, out there. I think that's actually the name of the Billy Collins poem that I'm thinking about. Marginalia. Yeah. I was at a, a, a library used book sale. That's one of the favorite places I like to buy old books in the library. And one of them that I brought up to the counter to pay for, the, the woman looked at it and she said, you know, this is written all in. And I said, yes, that's why I'm buying it. <laughs> I mean, that makes it more interesting. Did you know that I will buy used annuals, and I like to read the um, devotions and inscriptions and the covers. oh yeah, the autographs and things. Oh gosh, from thirties and forties to a real swell gal, stay that way, you know. And it, what's funny is you keep it from the thirties or the eighties, and it's sort of the same. Hope you know, best of luck. Hope to see more of you. Whatever you do in the future, it's funny how that seems to be a consistent theme. You know, maybe swell is not the, quite the same. You know. No. Mine, mine was awesome. Have an awesome summer, whatever. I'm not sure swell is used that much Swell's anymore not used, at all. Swell is not used uh, uh, other than to describe <laughs> tissue that is getting larger. I was reading know. some old note just the other day, and it had the, uh, the adjective swellest. Swellest. Yes. No, see, I've <laughs> Nobody never... ever used swellest anymore for sure. That's the swellest gal I ever knew. <laughs> yeah. Bill, do you know what you call a pen that has run out of ink? Uh, barren. Barren <laughs> oil fields. No, I don't know. <laughs> hey, you get, you were onto something there. Well, no I, oil, ink. Like. Well, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, but really, I it's, a, it's a has pin. <laughs> <laughs> has pin. Has pin. Oh my. Oh. Well, I was I, I was reading this, um, and I was talking to a coworker, and she was said that her son 
who is in just graduated high school, did not know. She asked, he asked her, he said, Mom, what's a signature? I wow. thought, you know, uh, and maybe young people don't know quite what signature the definition means. I, mm-hmm. I thought it meant a cursive form of identification, but I think it means actually just any way, uh, form of identifying yourself. Because if they're notarized, can't they be an X or a printing, Sean? Probably. You know? Yeah. But when I see signature, because I, I print and sign, to me it's print, which we know how to do, and yeah. then signature is more of the cursive. Right. Yeah. But which, yeah, I guess so much, so many transactions take place online now that you, that's. Oh, I moot, mean, you know. Exactly. Just the fact that you check a box and then you type your name in, that's your signature. That, and, that's I your, guess. and that's your signature. And I, some people simply do not know how to uh, sign with a signature. Yeah, and everybody should do that because you can make some really funky signatures. And what's interesting is uh, what I find is, you know, my, uh, uh, my mother had a very distinctive form of writing when she used a pen. It was very. Uh, flowing and beautiful, very distinctive. Yeah. And after she passed, I I, I um, found myself, you know, keeping everything she wrote because I, I felt like it was an extension of her. And even if she wrote like blackberries on top of a jar of preserves, I peeled that off and kept that label. I guess I'm sentimental. <laughs> you know, who knows? But I I, I just it, it was important to me. And I, I so on that note, I, I wrote a little something. Oh, okay. I'm so poignant, and I don't mean to be modeling this, but it, 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 it sort of, I thought it was poignant, appro- appropriate. Poignant, Bill. Poignant, poignant. Bill the poignant. And according to your definition, I suppose this is a poem because I wrote it, and I'm calling it a poem. There you go. So uh, I'll read it. Pen to paper, leaving a trail of ink, lyrical, cursive, for those of us who even know what that term means, handwriting, as individual as a snowflake, each word is recognizable and unique to its owner as a fingerprint, becoming a lost art, just like swirls and cuts in the pond ice, authored by a skater's blade, fade and slowly disappear. Ooh, I love how that ends. Do you? Skater's blade. Oh, thank you. Fade and slowly disappear. Well, you know, you know, you, do, yeah. do you know, a, a blade will leave a, a, lyra, yes. a swirl and curve, sort of like a pin will leave on the on a uh-huh. piece of paper. And I, I, I saw the correlation. So there you Deep have, Thoughts by Bill Handy. It is. <laughs> it is Bill the Poignant. <laughs> it's very poetic because you have metaphor after metaphor after metaphor okay. In, okay. in there. And that's the foundation of any good poem. That's why I think this poem that we're talking about uh, appeals to us because of the metaphor of the pen as, like it says in the one line, I can't read the handwriting very well, um, pulsing veins of ink, it flows. So... The metaphor of the uh, very organic, the, yeah. The vein Pulsing is like veins the, of ink. the cartridge of the pen, and the ink is the blood right. that runs through it. And I find that uh, so, some items or some uh, words or poems weren't they actually written in blood? You know, sort of. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly. Uh, I've read this, and it, it, it really is I've quite read, interesting. I've written something in blood before. Was yeah. it intentional? Yes. It? Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I find it was that one of those times whenever I was writing poetry on the roof of my house up at the top of this hill that we're sitting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're sitting at the bottom of Delaware Hill, Delaware and Maine, Locust Grove, and at the top of Delaware, we lived for a while, and I sat on the roof and wrote poems. And my cousin Carla and I, at one point, uh, wrote these little papers saying, I will, shall never grow up, I swear this by the light of Peter Pan and the um, fairy dust of Tinkerbell. And uh, we signed that. 
And in, was that after uh, you had, had viewed the movie and you <laughs> wanted to be like a lost boy and never grow up and be part of this I mythical world? I actually think the inspiration for that came from a really bad teenage novel because I read a lot of those back okay. in the 70s. It was called The Peter Pan Bag. Okay. Yeah. So, you so were, yeah, I have signed something in You were being a melodramatic teenage girl. I was very melodramatic. And you know what? I still have that. We stuck it under the tiles of the roof of the house, but sometime later I went up there and got them, and I still have them, those little bits of paper. That's yeah. very cool. I have my DNA on there. Your, your DNA. which we, <laughs> And now. there's other poems under the under the roof, too. Interesting. Yeah, they may still be there. I don't know. I, that was a long time ago. Uh. The roof's probably been changed many times since uh. then. There is a, uh, there's a, a poet that we mentioned in the last episode, Seamus Haney, the great Irish poet, and I immediately thought of him whenever we decided to do this poem this week right. because he has a poem. It's one of his most well-known ones. It's in a lot of anthologies, but it goes with this idea of the pen and the guide and the, the place that your pen takes you really well. So I'd like to read sure. that. Sure. It's yes. called Digging. Digging. By Seamus Haney. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pin rest, snug as a gun. Under my window, a clean rasping sound, when the spade sinks into gravelly ground. My father, digging. I look down, till his straining rump among the flower beds bends low, comes up twenty years away, stooping in rhythm through potato drills where he was digging. The coarse boot nestled on the lug. The shaft against the inside knee was levered firmly. He rooted out tall tops, buried the bright edge deep to scatter new potatoes that we picked, loving their cool hardness in our hands. By God, the old man could handle a spade, just like his old man. My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Turner's bog. Once, I carried him milk in a bottle corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away, nicking and slicing neatly, heaving sods over his shoulder, going down and down for the good turf, digging. The cold smell of potato mold, the squelch and slap of soggy peat, the curt cuts of an edge through living roots, awaken in my head. But I've no spade to follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pin rest. I'll dig with it. That is very descriptive. Yeah. Very descriptive. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful yeah. poem? And it, it, you can almost smell the earth and hear the hear the cut the of a peat. spade. Yeah, and the, the squelch of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, the, a farmer, a, a farmer's uh, d- descriptive uh, words yeah. of, of a man doing something so simple, but. So descriptive. Yeah, and his his life, his father and his grandfather and the generations and the land that he came from and the land they form and the kind of men that he was in realizing he's in a new century. It's a different type of world. Mm-hmm. He's a different type of a man. Right. He can still dig. Yeah. But some, he uses some, a pen. Some things remain the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. he's a writer, not right. a farmer. Instead of a spade, he uses a pen. He uses a pen. To, to, so the to, pen to, is his guide. pen is his guide. Yeah. Very cool, isn't that? Yeah, I, I I really I really like that. I wish I had an Irish accent that I could do. When I like I'm Irish accents. That. I know. <laughs> Speaking of accents, did you know that uh, the old Lang Syne? It is sort of uh, that time to be singing that song. Is um, <laughs> are you going to sing it? I, I, that would that would be. Cruel. I can play that on my little mini organ. <laughs> I don't have it with me, but I could. It was. Um, 
written by a Scottish man, should old acquaintance be forgot and never thought upon, the flames of love extinguished and fully passed and gone. Is thy sweetheart now grown so cold, that loving breast of thine, that thou canst never once to reflect on old Lang Syne? So I guess, it, you know, as a kid, I thought, what the heck are they saying? I, I liked Dan Fogelberg's version as a teenager, same old Lang Syne, you know. The, but a Scottish man wrote that, and, you know, I'm, I thought that was interesting. I wish I could do a Scottish accent, Scottish too, brogue. I, a brogue, I know. We, 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 we'll never make it the cut for Downton Abbey, the, the next movie, I suppose. Do you know, Bill, um, I've never lost a pen, and a pen, pen, P-E-N. And uh, do you know Do you know how I can prove it? Uh, I, I would like to know how you can prove you never lost a pen. Cause I don't well, I it. have a box where I keep all of my lost pens, mm-hmm. and it's empty. Right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> cue, cue that drum again. <laughs> Actually, I think I was cueing the funky music okay. instead. <laughs> There we go. You know, why do I always think of Ponch and John on a motorcycle following me when I with their motorcycle gear on? I know, I know. That's like what is that that sound clip? It, it comes with the you know people's podcast equipment, and everybody's like, "Why are you using that old trident?" It's, I love it. I just love the sound of it. Well, yeah, it's reminiscent to our our seventies feathered hair days. Which, by the way, I saw that photo of you and the and the, the gown your mother your grandmother made for you <laughs> last I, episode. I, I was, no, two episodes. two episodes ago. Yeah. And I, I meant to tell you, it's like, you know, coming from a feathered hair past, you had fantastic hair. I had fantastic My feathered gosh. hair. It, you, could have, you could have been on a, on a Willa, Willa Balsam, I'm dating myself again, commercial. You had the hair. I still have break, the hair. Still have the hair. commercial. Yeah. I remember I used to try to, uh, yeah, be like uh, the, the girls in those brick. Oh my goodness! Um, a flowing advertisements hair. in the magazines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. That was unreal. That was some really good photoshopping before oh, Photoshop certainly was. exists. Because no one looked like that. But um, your hair probably did look like that. You just didn't know it. You know, I over- overheard this the other day. Mark was saying to Jerry, "I found this pin. Is it yours?" And Jerry said, "Well, I don't know. Let me see." And so he tried it, and he said, "Yeah, that is mine." And uh, Mark said, "Well, how do you know?" And Jerry said, "That's my handwriting." <laughs> <laughs> As only Jerry could say. Yeah. Rob and I were talking about what a fan of Jerry's um, flowery. Jerry's my brother-in-law, Mark's Jerry, my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah Jerry's uh, f- flowing uh, um, descriptive vocabulary. We're a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> we are. You know, I was wanting to show you. Uh, I'd, I'd like to post this um, on the website. You know, I told you I'm a fan of C7 bulbs. C means cone, not current. found that out. But I was going <laughs> to. I was in the store yesterday, and Christmas clearance it attracts me like a moth to a flame. <laughs> and so I was getting some mouse traps. Happened to go by the Christmas section, and I bought. There were some C seven like, like I do, and there were some C seven bulbs. And I thought I need to buy some. And I got to the counter, and I bought all twenty packages of them. <laughs> so I have some C seven bulbs for next year, and I, maybe we'll post those on the website. There'll be something for y'all to see. Yeah, there are other people might have been confused about what you were talking about yeah. with all the C seven. Yeah, you all were that getting talk. really into oh, that kind of like, What the heck is he talking about? <laughs> She's lost me. <laughs> I got one more joke for you. Someone's oh. taken all of our pins. They have. Yeah, all of the pins are here in the museum, and I used to have them all over the place, and someone's taken them all. Okay. Well, yeah. that is – we need to call LGPD. I know. I hope it's not the start of a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Pandemic, <laughs> pandemic done already done happen. She done already done that. <laughs> all right. We're, we're going to end this podcast on that note.
And uh, on the on the pandemic note, pandemic. Thank you all for listening. As always, yes. uh, the the call is still out there. If you will share our information wherever we're trying to get our podcast out there in more listeners' ears, and then let us know and email us or post a comment or whatever. And we will give you a win, gift. Win a prize or a gift. Yeah. And, you know, the, the 2021 is ending. And Happy New Year, everyone. And happy it, New Year. join us for 2022 and bigger and better things, hopefully. Yeah. We'll right? be on to number 11 next time. 11. See you guys. Bye-bye.